0: What's up, GenXers? I am Stew Monkey, and I support GenX Grownup through Patreon, because they are the raddest thing since Max Hedron. You should totally support them too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup.
1: Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to the third annual retrospective, Looking Back on Looking Forward, the 2020 edition. I am John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And you know that Mo is here. Yep, I'm here. Mo, George doesn't sound very enthusiastic. Did you pick up on that right away? Man. Man. He's getting (laughs) mad. (laughs) <laughs> I love this retrospective. So the concept is, and by the way, I'm alone. I'm the only one who loves it. You but are the only one. Who yeah. loves the concept does it. is. I tolerate it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're a longtime fourth listener, you know that we have a segment called Looking Forward at the end of every one of our regular podcasts. Where we talk about what's happening between that recording and the next time we get together to speak. And often, though not, you know, required, we'll talk about it again later. I was looking forward to this movie, and a few weeks later we saw the movie. But we don't always. And so some of those get left behind. So all the way back in our first episode even, we started back in August of 2017, we started <laughs> having that Looking Forward. And often we left those dangling things. Thread. So at the end of that first year, we said, let's do a year in review show. Wait, everybody does. Wait, knows no, no, we said? No, no, no. wait, wait, wait. We, yeah. we oh, did not say oh, shit. Oh, okay. Oh, hold up here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, what's wrong? What did let's I say? rephrase that, please. Yes. You okay. said we you right. were not looking forward to shit. <laughs> I said, wouldn't it be cool to do a year in review show? They acknowledged they would do it with me, and then we talked about what Okay, that's better. And everybody kind of does the year in review, and they touch on all the things they already talked about. But if you've already been listening to the show, you've already heard all those things. Instead, we capitalize on the things we were looking forward to, but never talked about again. We're closing the loop. We're gonna go back and all the way back to January, is the first show of the year, and we're gonna to touch on each of those. Apparently against their will, with great duress. <laughs> <laughs> it's you know, it's not the Dewey
3: Decimal system, but you know, what are you gonna do? It's not.
1: No, early on in the year, George, you were adamant. You were actually trying to make sure you yeah. left no stone unturned. You mm-hmm. tried to make sure I remember you, did that. Every you were single really good one. at that for a while. You were good at it for a while, yeah. Yeah.
4: And then fucking twenty well. twenty. 2020- Code 2020 shit happened got to me. <laughs> oh, and my And John goodness. never put the fucking card out for me to keep track of anything. So again, he kept he me the old card so I couldn't go back and look at them. <laughs> did that shit on purpose. It's somehow my fault.
1: Oh, well, we are going to go back, look through the things we did not follow up on, put a pin in them, talk about whether we did explore or buy or watch or view or do whatever it was we're looking forward to. And we're going to get started with it right after this break. Stick around. McDonald's is bringing back all your old favorites for a reunion. A big double cheeseburger reunion. It's great to be back. (laughs) We're
5: reuniting the big taste of two all-beef patties. ooh And golden melted
1: cheese.
4: My, that's a lovely double cheeseburger you're eating, Mrs. Cleaver. Thank you,
1: Eddie. Together with a new large order of crisp golden french fries. I love french food. So hurry,
3: it's only for a limited time. It's McDonald's big double cheeseburger reunion. Y'all come back now, here
1: The Looking Back and Looking Forward show is about things we talked about, but we didn't follow up on, which is kind of like it's not that we planned to follow up, but man, <laughs> if ever there was a year of things that didn't go according to plan, oh, yeah. 2020 is the year that mm. things didn't go according to plan. Holy yeah. moly. As I was going back through this show, it's funny the things we talk about that is pre-pandemic, the first quarter or so, and then it, it, it's almost like you could see how it started infecting the movies and TV shows stopped coming out, but mm-hmm. uh, as we had said early on, George, you we're working really hard to not have any loose threads. And so <laughs> for a long time, you, you followed up on every single thing you had. We're going to start all the way back at the beginning of the new year. January, we were talking about, I was looking forward to Star Trek Picard. Picard Wait. coming back to the airwaves is going Wait, to be so
3: on TPS mm-hmm. All
4: Access. What? We talked about this. Yeah, we
1: talked about that.
3: We did. Oh, you're are padding you padding the yes. show.
4: I'm, I'm not trying to pad the show. <laughs> I think you are because we absolutely talked about this. God uh, damn yeah. it. Not only do you force us to do this every year, but now you're <laughs> adding in shit that we already talked about.
1: Yeah, that, that's shenanigans, man. Did we talk enough about it, though? I'm not sure. Maybe we <laughs> did.
4: Maybe. It. <laughs>
1: we did. Well, now they're talking about Picard season two. Okay, then oh, put okay, that in but your next looking forward to. Don't put it in this thing. That's not back. Okay, <laughs> let's assume we did talk about Picard. But what we didn't talk about for sure. No assumption needed. We did. Yeah. In the next, the very next episode, January 30th, Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet was coming to Apple TV. Oh, okay. I was looking one... forward to that. We didn't talk about it again. I did watch it. Did any of you guys watch this? Oh, I did. Yeah, I watched Banquet?
4: it. Yeah, I had watched it. Long before this, I'm surprised we didn't talk about this one either. I know. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna start going back and checking you on this shit because I don't You trust should you. double
1: check me. You absolutely should.
4: It was. It was about like a, a software
1: development company, basically like World of Warcraft or something, mm-hmm. right? And they yep. they had the super egotistical guy. They had just a great cast of characters, and I can't believe we didn't talk about it again. Yeah, the same guys who did. It's always
3: sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, is oh, it really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the main oh, yeah. guy in it was in both. Is in both of those shows. I see. I, I, I thought the show was hilarious. It's like, hey, we're number one with. White
1: supremacists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> now, did you catch? They actually did a special, like, 13th episode about they the did. pandemic. that was neat. They they did that again. Yeah, Yeah, an unexpected special is really neat out of them. And I haven't heard a word about that continuing or not, but I hope it does. I haven't either.
4: No, I looked, but there's nothing out there confirming or denying. And I don't know that we're going to get that from Apple TV as a platform. Apple TV doesn't seem to be letting that information out as much as, say, a Netflix would or an Amazon Mm, Prime. Yeah. Yeah. They seem to just pop stuff up out of nowhere and then disappear it out of nowhere as well. Yeah, where
3: Netflix is like, man, they're like, cancel, 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 cancel. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. So well, I'm holding out hope because that Mythic Quest turned out really good. And I think they, they've established a nice cast of characters, like I said, mm-hmm. and a little world. And there's plenty more to do in that world. You know, I think a second season at least, maybe not going to seven, eight seasons, but there's there's more to do there.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure.
1: Moving on into February then, Mo, you were looking forward to an event that was yes. coming. This is funny, right? Back when events happened. Remember, the, that yeah, was great remember times. Events? We actually <laughs> went places with people. There was an event coming to Jacksonville called Video Games Live that we didn't talk about again. But we did go.
3: Yeah, we did go. And I really enjoyed it. It was a weird mix of video games with like music and comedy kind of sketch stuff. And it was a very different kind of thing, but I really enjoyed
4: it. I thought it was different and a lot of fun. I liked it because I found out one thing that I never thought would be true. I met Mo's new girlfriend at the time and I actually <laughs> liked her better than Mo, which was really cool. But now I feel bad because we broke up, so...
3: No! <laughs> Have
2: hey, you really?
1: Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, don't worry. George has Fuck her number. 2020. <laughs> well, I hate this damn year. It's the she worst. She was cool. What the hell? Very. Damn it. Uh, George, you were the same episode you're looking forward to another <laughs> event <laughs> This is key. It was the last event we did in all of lo- 2020. <laughs> Infinity Con Lake City. I oh. love
4: how John just tries to move us off that awkward moment. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. Topic. It's way too late. But I appreciate the effort. I did uh, my best. Yeah, no. Infinity Con, absolutely. It's one of my favorite conventions of the year. I love the people who run that convention. They are <laughs> the same down home kind of people that we are. And they do a great job of taking care of their guests. They are not a large convention, but by any stretch of the imagination. Matter of fact, the Lake City one that we did attend in March, it's held inside a National Guard armory. So Mm -hmm, it's a very small, Mm -hmm. probably less than 1,000 people attended, maybe 1,500 at the most if they have a really big weekend. They do such a great job of having fun things for people to do, Treating the vendors, people like us, right, and you know, making sure that we have everything we need. And every year that the convention is allowed to happen, <laughs> which mm-hmm. this was the last right. time they yep. normally have one in Lake City, and then later on in the year they have one here in Tallahassee. They couldn't have the Tallahassee convention this year because of COVID restrictions at the time. Right. So, sure, you know, yeah, yeah, it's kind of bum because I couldn't make this one because of work. Little did I know that was gonna be the last opportunity to go to a the last chance. For the year, I know. <laughs> so yeah.
3: if I would have known up like, well, screw work. I'll figure out. And we had
4: just put some stuff into place for the first time at a convention. We had this whole new table set up and mm-hmm. we had these yeah. new, new systems in place for selling things that were near and dear to Gen X grown up hearts. You know, the cube puzzle cubes and the stands and the books and video games and all kind of fun stuff Our posters that we've created, mm-hmm. but we never got a chance to follow up after this to see how the new setup would do for the rest of the year. Cause this was the last convention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to touch more on that. In fact,
1: that. That being said the very next episode it had begun right so I remember the pandemic was a thing like we heard about it, it when we were sitting there at that convention at Infinity Con in mm-hmm. March George were like oh yeah I heard there's the sickness is it going to be a big deal I don't know and then the next episode Mo you were looking forward to A Quiet Place Part 2 that was supposed yeah. to come out March 20th
3: it's supposed to come out March 20th right. and it has yet to come out still hasn't happened wow. that's still right out. Just right kept- now it's scheduled to release April of next year
4: mm. April 23rd and that was one of the movies on the that i was most looking forward to that covid killed yeah yeah. that was just kind of crazy because i think that was like march
3: was when they started not releasing movies it was like about that march time frame
4: yeah they started pumping the brakes
1: well it was when the theater said you know what we're going to close because they shut everything down right yeah the very next episode so just two weeks later we actually talked about all this but i want to put in the show here are the three things we each said we were looking forward to mo you were looking forward to normalcy (laughs) (laughs) little as I know we were already in the new normal (laughs) yeah right I was looking forward to I said it's hard to know because new releases are hitting streaming early which is kind of odd yeah and George you're the only one that were able to follow through with what you said you were looking forward to playing more humble bundle games which you (laughs) have continued to do I think we
4: definitely followed through on that one yeah Yeah.
1: that was the real turning point of the year where it was like oh it's hard to know what's going to happen nobody had you just said Mo they closed down the theaters and everything got Mm -hmm. pushed and who knew what was going to happen the rest of the year. Holy moly. I mean, that was when they did like the the hard lockdown
3: started. Yes, And everything else. And little did we know, I mean, I thought it'd be like, okay, this will go on for a month or so. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. I was thinking at the time. But, little, you know, here it is. End of the year and we're still basically
1: living through it. Oh, 2020 retrospective is, it's not pleasant memories of all that stuff. But I do remember (laughs) the the one, like, like a silver lining on that cloud is I remember that there was questions a lot of creators were like, are you going to keep putting out content? Are you canceling your show do you still get together but the fact that we do our show remotely already we never stopped and evergreen was like that's great everybody else is scrambling but we never missed a beat we kept right through and if anything it helped our little community grow over a discord as people were looking for a place an outlet to talk about nerdy stuff yeah
3: (laughs) it's good when people are like have nothing else to listen to and they basically (laughs) (laughs) might as well listen to this crap thanks Mo
4: (laughs) (laughs) if you've got nothing else to listen to and you're dying of covid genxgrownup.com is the place for you to go that's
3: right what the hell
4: <laughs> with that
3: rousing endorsement <laughs> we're worse than nothing you know, or we're not worse than nothing there we go
4: we're better than covid Woo-hoo. yeah we're better than covid <laughs> <laughs>
5: There's a new Suzuki in town, the four-wheel drive Sidekick. Available with everything it takes to make it a jewel on the road, a diamond in the rough. Like automatic transmission, a
1: cushy suspension, a 1.6 liter fuel-injected engine, power brakes, and up to $1,000 off on selected models. But don't wait another minute,
5: because the deal goes away on January 2nd.
1: Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe
0: to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: 2020 was in full swing by the time we got to April. Just a couple of things in this first episode. Mo, you were looking forward to the new season of Killing Eve. Yeah. Did you ever get around to watching that or did Yo, it grab you? The funny you? thing is, I watched the first couple episodes and I, it just
3: totally fell off my radar for some reason. Mm. I have not finished mm. watching that season. <laughs> I know you're a big fan of the show too. Was it
1: good or bad or just was there too much happening I, or what? I you don't know. I don't, don't know. know. I mean,
3: yeah. after I saw it on the list, I'm like, well, shoot, I got to go back and watch those because I really like that show. Gotcha. <laughs> I yeah.
4: swear I thought we talked about this because you guys described the whole thing to me. That was all the way back in the first one we talked about Killing Eve and he was looking forward to the
1: second one. But yeah, I never oh, watched okay. it either. So yeah.
3: Yeah. And we both liked the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: (laughs) So, okay. Well, I was looking forward in the same episode to the second season of What We Do in the Shadows, which Mm. we didn't talk about because just other things came up, I guess, but I definitely watched it. This is that FX series that's based on the film, Mm -hmm. What We Do in the Shadows, and it's vampires that are living in Staten Island. That's right. (laughs) And actually, the familiar of one of them finds out that he has vampire hunter blood in him, like his (laughs) great, great, great grandfather was Van Helsing. Oh, Lord. And so he's a bit torn. It's incredibly well written. I've seen it hit several must watch lists for 2020 that people said, if you if you don't know this is out there, that kind of thing. I don't think a lot of people know about it. But if they did, Matt Berry from the IT crowd is in it as one of the vampires. Uh They have the, the energy vampire in there. I it's Season hilarious. two was just as good or better than season one, maybe. Yeah, I really
3: like season two. And it was funny because like I introduced it to my daughter and she went up watching that and didn't realize that it was based on a, a, a mockumentary. Oh,
1: based on a movie. Yeah, yeah.
3: So I definitely grabbed that for her. So she watched that. So she's like, oh, it's like double. I'm like, you kind of say, John, I'm a little jealous you haven't seen it yet because you really yeah, like Yeah, you that get to experience whole... it still
1: for the first time. All right. A little later in April. This is the first time George was not able to follow up on something that he was <laughs> looking forward to. He made it through the whole first quarter, almost four months. Uh, you were looking forward, George, to uh, season five of Billions that was
4: dropping. Mm-hmm. Did you ever get around to that? Did you see it? I did. I watched season five. Unfortunately, season five didn't complete itself. They stopped in episode seven. Oh. <laughs> oh, Oh, which oh, is kind wow. of a downer. Yeah. I mean, and it wasn't even a logical stopping point for the mm. series, the episode. Like there was definitely more stuff to tell. Right. And it was shaping up to be a really good season because the two main antagonists in the series were pitted to go back to war against each other again. Whereas in the previous season, they kind of joined forces against a common foe and unfortunately they just didn't complete it and i'm sure that's 100% due to fucking covid oh, yeah yeah, yeah for sure so it's a good series i'm hoping that they pick up with it when the vaccines are moving around the country now, and I'm hoping that they can start back up and they finish up season five as some kind of split season, hopefully. But yeah. right now, I've just heard nothing on it.
1: That's what I was going to ask. I mean, was literally d- any plans yet? None that you've seen. It's nothing so far. Mm-hmm. Shows that stop mid production like that. It's
4: it, it's it's got to
1: kill momentum for production, or and it's not just the actors, right? It's the all the crew and the editors mm-hmm. and everybody. So
4: well, damn. it's got to do a lot of different stuff. You hope that the people that are involved with something like this are so skilled at their crafts that they're able to pick back up right from where they left off. But this has been such a completely different time gap than, some other series have had, you know, because mm-hmm. of writer strikes or things like that. This is pandemic. People have died. I don't think any of the people involved, especially the writers and actors and directors, are the same people that they were when they were shooting this back then. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder how the tone yeah. of the series mm, that's is going to be point. affected. I hadn't thought, is like, the
3: same continuity going to be there, right? That you would expect, right?
4: Well, just even the delivery. Think about an actor who yeah. he embodied oh, yeah. the character and now COVID has happened and he's, now he's been through maybe coming back to it a year later yeah yeah you know yeah i don't know how they pick that up i i hope they can but if it changes i won't blame them because this has been a shitty shitty year as i've said many times right what are you gonna do mm-hmm.
1: mo same episode you were looking forward to the, finally a new season of rick and morty coming out Yeah. Did that happen?
3: Yeah, it did happen. Oh, Um, it did. Okay. Yeah. And really, it was like the second half of their season four, really. So it wasn't like a ton of episodes, like five episodes or something like that. All right. Yeah. And they did come out and they were funny and – and this is the, you know, growing up, I guess I kind of like the idea that you could rely on the normal like fall season, new shows, mm-hmm. spring season, new yeah. shows, you know, but these days like that, that paradigm is gone. Right. So it's kind of oh, yeah. like, oh, I really like the show. And you have no idea when the next one's coming.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's know? right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I'm kind of a little disappointed because that was, it seemed very short because it's only like a few episodes, like five episodes and the season five is like TBA. And so mm-hmm. God knows when that's going to happen, but I did enjoy the remaining of season four that they did air.
1: Yeah, I I think I watched a couple of them, maybe. I'm not as big a Rick and Morty fan as you are, but I did see them start to come out again. And you're right that, especially more with streaming stuff and uh, Disney Plus and CBS All Access, they just release it when they're ready for it. So there's no predictability of what's what's coming. That's another sign of the times in the May 7th episode. The thing that I hadn't followed up on that I was looking forward to was, I was looking forward to going back to Mexican restaurants (laughs) again. So at that point, we'd been pent up so long. And I'm happy to say, I have been back to my Mexican restaurant's now. Yeah, uh, I, quite a bit less than usual, you know, lots of masks and hand sanitizer and closed booths and social distancing. I mean, we're all we're all still in the midst of that. Now that hasn't changed. But that hard lockdown got relaxed a little bit for better or for worse. We got to see got back into some sense of I don't even call it normalcy, just familiarity. Maybe yeah. Mo. In the same episode you were looking forward to the next installment of SGN some good news. And oh, that's, yeah, that's one of those things that took a bit of a turn after we talked about yeah, it.
3: It's like it's, it's a weird. I'm not sure how I feel about it, to be quite honest, because basically he sold it off to CBS or ABC, one of the big networks, for some ridiculous amount of money. He sold off, like, the whole show, basically, mm-hmm. which pissed off everybody.
1: Because it was a very grassroots thing, right? It was just, uh, mm-hmm. well, what's his name? What's what's the guy? It was John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. Krasinski yep. Like, he was sitting in his living room just talking about nice things that had happened. Right. And, I remember and his kids made the sign. Both you and George, like, almost teared up. You were so happy. It was such a good show. It was. Heartwarming and stuff. And the fact that it was like not at all
4: commercial. Right. It wasn't corporate.
3: It wasn't corporate. Yeah, that's a better word for it. It's not corporate at all. It was funny because, you know, he just did a Christmas episode.
4: Yeah, two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, Which I
3: was like, wait a minute. How's he doing a Christmas episode? But I watched it. And I have to admit, I mean, it was nice because it was good stories. The
4: biggest part is something that started to happen in some good news in like after episode two or Mm -hmm. three they started getting these corporations that they would reach out to that would do these wonderful things for charities and stuff. Right. Like, like, like free phone service for nurses or something. Right, right, right. All kinds exactly. of things. Yeah. So yeah, they yeah. got FedEx to donate $5 million to toys for tots this year.
3: Wow. And all yeah. FedEx got out of it was a handmade FedEx sign that his kids made. That he held right, up for a Yeah. It. That's what they do on some <laughs> good news. It's
4: just the poster board with the FedEx <laughs> yep. logo on
3: it. With the, <laughs> nice. his kids drew. It's I mean, like a good copy. And, you know, and that's why I liked about the show originally was like these corporations. Yeah, I mean granted it's it's advertising for them in a sense, right? Sure. But still though, it's money going to good causes, right? So I was a little confused about like i'm not sure what the story is like why is he still doing it And because after he sold it off it stopped basically it just stopped yeah cbs tracks.
4: abc whoever he sold it to they never yeah. produced any episodes my guess is that he went back to them and asked for special dispensation to be able to do this one-off christmas episode
1: yeah mm-hmm. well i'm glad they did so maybe maybe it's not totally dead yeah i was very concerned when it got purchased so yeah i
3: am too so so i'm not sure how i feel about it but it was a good episode and i wish it was a almost like a bi-weekly show that because i tell you right. we could use news like that all the time yeah for sure Sure.
1: All right, so let's move a little forward. We make it to June. <laughs> I was looking forward to Kool Aid. <laughs> but. No, seriously. So, <laughs>
3: yeah, our, that's where our lives have devolved to. That that's point. right. That's right.
1: No new TV shows. How about some Kool-Aid? No, but there were these throwback flavors. Purple Saurus, Rex, Sharkleberry, Finn, Rockadile, Red, that Kool-Aid had put out in the 80s and 90s that I really enjoyed, and they were putting them out again. And no artificial flavors or colorings, I'm sure. Oh, that's full of artificial flavors and colorings. <laughs> I don't care. But, uh, yes, five. I definitely care. did get this. So I will tell you two things. One is I did a video, Taste yeah. Test testing them, seeing how they do. The only two of them that actually came out that I could find, that's Saurus Rex and Rockadile Red. And I taste tested them both in a video and I'll, I'll, Mo will give you the link to put in the show notes sure. for this, this 2020 look back. Uh, and the other thing I can tell you is that I was paranoid that I, the Saurus Rex especially was wonderful. And I was worried that I wouldn't be able to find it after a while, like it was limited. <laughs> so I did like a, <laughs> it's a wonderful life run on the bank where I went around to all the grocery stores. Oh. I probably have about, 50 of those little boxes that have several individual packs in my pantry of Purple Saurus Rex. I'm going to get sick of it before I run out of it, I'm sure. But definitely looked at it, definitely found it, definitely tasted it, and I have plenty in the pantry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a sign of our times. Mo, the same episode, you
0: <laughs> you had sorry, just purchased
1: or about to purchase a, a new camera. Yes. And you said and you I were did. looking forward to playing with that new camera.
3: Yeah, and I did. And I've been using it on the videos. So. It's a Canon M50. Right. Yep. And I said, yep. I love it. It's a great camera. And I like it. One, I like not using my phone because it yeah. kind of likes said, yep. I could set it up and just sort of leave it there. And plus, it's just a great camera. It works great. It has mm-hmm. every feature I ever want. Yep. You know, the same one. It actually has more features than I ever want. And it, the best thing is it just works. It just works well. So I'm really happy with it.
1: It does. And I know uh, George is probably, he's getting to be in the market for cameras now. So he's probably been eyeballing that one. I don't know what he's shopping around for, but yeah,
3: well, it's one that I played, you know, still use. I was,
4: I was in the market for a lot of things until I saw price tags. And then I said, fuck that. Yeah, that it got some scary. cell yeah. phones laying around that I can turn into <laughs> cameras that don't cost me $1,500 when i said sitting my that new bad, studio. But, but yes, it is. Go look at those mirrorless cameras. They're like, Fifteen ninety nine now. It's ridiculous it's because everybody's staying home making videos. Oh, so it's a supply and demand issue. I think oh, so. Yeah. Maybe
1: so. Okay. So almost wrapping out this quarter. So at the end of June, Mo, you were looking forward to season two of the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Drama. For
3: CBS Online, it was their new um, right. season of Twilight Zone. And actually, I like the second season
1: better than the first season, in my opinion. I don't know. Did you guys ever catch those? I. <sighs> It's it's one of those things. I think it's like Killing Eve. I feel like I watched a couple of them and then I didn't keep watching. I don't. George,
4: did you watch the second season? I'm I don't going remember. now to my Plex server to see if I even got it. I yeah, to see if you don't have remember yeah. season two. Like I remember. One or two episodes from it, I think. Okay, so I still have eight episodes to watch. Okay, <laughs> there you go.
1: Yeah, so oh, there you go. So yeah. I I liked them. So oh, good luck. Was <laughs> it bad or I don't know, just I, I don't know. I liked it. I have the exact same. I went to look. I also have eight episodes left to watch. George, same deal. Yeah,
4: I, I'm sure that it's that I ended up with other things to watch. I don't think it was bad. Mm -mm. I'm just sure that it just fell off my radar with other things that were popping out around that time. That's the only thing I can think because all the people that are shown in the little thumbnail clips are actors and actresses that I think I would enjoy seeing them perform in a Twilight Zone episode. So sure. I can't right. imagine I would have given up on it.
1: Huh. But you watched the whole season Moe and you said it was, you thought better than the first? Oh, I liked it better than the first season. It
3: seemed like it's kind of getting its legs wow. under it a little bit. Kind of figure out what it is because huh. I thought the first season it was still trying to kind of figure out what kind of show it was trying to be a little bit. Um, But this one, I like the second season better than the first season. So. Wow.
1: This is the first thing that I'm like, it's an actual note I'm making for myself. Like go back and watch this now. I can't believe that it fell off my radar because the first season was fine it was good it kind of hit or miss but it was good stuff yeah dang all right one more in the second quarter i was looking forward to season four of F is for Family on Netflix. This is the animated series written and starring Bill Burr with the voices of like Vince Vaughn, Laura Dern, uh, Justin Long, Sam Rockwell. And yeah, I watched it. It was great. I binged the whole thing. It was good. And I think, like, George, you were the one that picked up on it and you had written me asking if it was written based on the life of your family
4: or something. You remember that? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I said something <laughs> like that. It definitely feels like it something that like was, something was based on my say. family. <laughs> I mean, it's a great series. I love every part. Of it, I definitely forced it upon my children, and that's the right word. Whenever you're talking about watching some of these episodes, right? I forced my son to watch the episode where, in the story, the main character's son hides underneath their bed, and oh god, they go from oh god, arguing yes. to oh lord, something that you never want to be in the same room that your parents oh, are in goodness. when that's happening. But oh man. wow. He just <laughs> he just stood there in my office watching it on the big screen and he just kept looking back at me like, What the fuck, dad? Why? <laughs> why
1: <laughs> i know that and that was from like season one or two that was from our back i think yeah, so, yeah yeah i know the scene you're talking about but they yeah. carried that joke <laughs> you forget they
4: carried that storyline all the oh, way yeah. through to season four because that kid part of his development was based on that traumatic experience and that's what i loved about that show they kept threads running throughout all the seasons and gave them ample time to develop i think it's one of the better shows at that that's on television right now, bar none, regardless of live action or cartoon or whatever the hell you're watching. This show's writing is some of the best in the business right now.
1: It's a great show. I agree. I, I love that. And I think they said they're going to wrap it up with season five, unfortunately. They're almost done. Mm. But, but sometimes yeah. that's a good thing. you know? Yeah, go out on top. Well, it's great. Yeah. But I think there's so much in it. And the writing is... I agree with you, George. It's why it's, it's, I really look forward to it, both for the, they walk that line. You know, we talked about Cobra Kai last week about how they walk the line between a couple of things. It walks the line between being loving and being dysfunctional at the same time, which I think is a better snapshot of what typical American families are than just leave it to Beaver. I think it, it right. fits really well. Yeah, definitely saw that one and love it. Okay, when we come back. After the break, we're getting into the second half of the year and find out what we didn't catch up on and see how <laughs> well George did maintaining his vow to follow up.
0: Garrity, that's shredded wheat, not a TV dinner. Well, that's how we do it in Nome. No, I didn't know you were from Alaska. Not Nome, Alaska. Nome, Texas. I never saw anyone eat shredded wheat hot before. Oh, mm. sure. My mom used to pour hot milk on it
5: a visco shredded weed in your microwave in just a minute or two you can have a delicious hot breakfast with no added sugar or salt
0: if they microwave it in Texas what do they do in California they can it
3: what was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances to be behind the scenes
1: We're into the second half of 2020 now, and just a few at the beginning. In July 2nd, I was looking forward to Unsolved Mysteries 2020. Netflix was reviving oh, this yeah, series. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You remember that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I definitely watched them, and I did there too. were there were a couple of good ones. There was one great one that I loved, which is about a guy who jumped off. Of, well fell off of or jumped off of a building. Oh, yeah. And he didn't discover his body for a while. And That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The cool thing about this series in 2020 was that as soon as these things dropped on Netflix, the Reddit world of investigative rookies started diving into this and analyzing stuff and going back and researching <laughs> and they had some more resolution. I was following the news feeds on it. I probably enjoyed following up on people trying to solve the crimes in real time more than I did watching the shows because that didn't happen back in the 80s when Unsolved Mysteries was first on, you called the number and you told them your tip and law that enforcement end, did right? it. Yeah. yeah. Unless
3: they did a follow-up on this show
1: itself, they really had nothing. Exactly right. Yep. So uh, they, they dropped the first six episodes. They've since dropped six more of them. toward later in the year, they dropped some more. I'm not caught up on all of them, but uh, I think it's a nice revival of the show for a 2020 world uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Definitely watched it and dug it. I, I started watching the second season a little bit, but then I just I never got around to finishing it. So, yeah. Did you watch any of these,
4: George? It's not quite your cup of
1: tea, these kind of crime shows. Shows, I mean is it?
4: well it, it kind of is I did enjoy unsolved mysteries back in the day I don't mm-hmm. think this is unsolved mysteries I think they should have rebranded the show into something new it didn't I feel think it's totally fair. like the original mm-hmm. unsolved mysteries and I feel like they tried to play on that cachet a little bit too much and that's what turned me off to it. So I only watched like the first two episodes. And then I was like, no, this is not Unsolved Mysteries. Fuck you. I'm not going to watch you anymore, even if you're good, just because you tried to sneak one by me.
1: Yeah, it, it, that's a valid point, too. I mean, it's it, often people just play. It's easier to sell. Oh, it's a revival of this and people get it. It's a short idea. Right. Mm-hmm. but it t- they had no host. I mean, right, obviously, exactly, you can have yeah. Robert Stack back, but there's no host at all. It's just all like a regular documentary. So it's it's kind of different, but I enjoyed them on their own merits. But you're right. It's it's barely Unsolved Mysteries, if at all. Yeah, good right. point. Mo, same episode in July. You were looking mm-hmm. forward to something called Irresistible. I don't even know what that is. That's the movie with uh, Carell. This small town,
3: how their race for mayor became like a proxy war between the oh, two the parties. Oh, the election
1: thing. Yeah.
3: Okay. Yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was an amazing movie. It was definitely satire. Mm-hmm. Like yep. everything was just expanded huge. But it was satire, but
1: like, yeah, I could kind of see this happening.
3: <laughs> you know, it's like, which is a little disturbing sometimes. I thought it was a great movie movie and i appreciate sure you could watch it pretty much anywhere now
1: and it was steve carell and it was and it had a twist which was interesting i didn't oh, yeah, know the it twist was twist, coming which in
3: I, yeah if you if you haven't seen it yet definitely watch it to the end because the end really makes the whole movie like worth it
1: well it makes it a different movie As you right. get to the end you're like oh this is a more of a commentary on the environment than it is right an analysis
3: i still thought the best part though not the best but the part i really liked uh, is the very beginning of the movie it's like carell and his counterpart are both giving like press conferences except they're being just totally honest yeah which was definitely satire because they would never end
1: He's you like, would never do that. Yeah, yeah,
3: you would never do that. Like, you know, oh, yeah, we're here. Not, yeah, I'm here basically to lie to you and spin whatever the guy just did that you didn't like. Yo, know? so first question, you know, <laughs> it's <laughs> total truth, total truth, which would be cool. But yeah, it was definitely worth watching.
1: Okay, a little later in July. So, George, this is your first one in a while. You did a, such a good job keeping yeah, these things really tight. I so. like, I'm jealous. <laughs> but uh, so, some sporting stuff. You were looking forward to Last Chance You, Laney. Yes. Yeah, refresh our memory on that. I remember you talking about it.
4: Yeah, Last Chance You is a series on Netflix that they look at kids in college football, specifically in the junior college ranks, because what ends up happening often is that kids go to big D1 or maybe even big D2 programs and they bounce out for whatever reason, grades, behavior, they don't get along with the coaches, whatever happens, and they leave Mm -hmm. the program, but they still really want to pursue their dream of playing football in the professional ranks or, you know, just playing football to have those memories that we do who uh, those of us who played sports. And so Last Chance U is a look at how those kids end up in these community colleges where they play in these football programs for a year or maybe two in hopes of getting back to a D1 or D2 school. Well, these are people who definitely like there's not the talent that hurt them.
3: It's like something else, right?
4: Exactly. These were mostly kids who either A, had the talent to get signed by a D1 school right out the gate or B, were overlooked but still had great talent. And Mm. so they're trying to develop Mm. their resume further, so to speak. So the first four seasons, each uh, two seasons were based on one community college. So they would have a season one and then a season two Follow up. And they did that for the first four seasons. This is season five, which unfortunately we found out is the last season of the series. Before COVID ever happened, they announced this. So. It was a different spin because this time the community college is in the heart of Los Angeles, Laney University, oh. or Laney College, rather. Okay. So a lot of the things that the kids had to deal with in the first four series, which were being in colleges that were out in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota, Cal Pasture College, right? That kind of a mm-hmm. thing. Now these are kids who are having to go to a college that's in the middle of an enormous Metroplex city and having to deal with things like finding a job that will pay for them because they don't get scholarships at this college college. This college has no scholarships whatsoever, which is a little bit unique as well. This college, you have to pay your own way the whole way through, so these kids are having to get second and third jobs in order to oh, finance wow. themselves right. going well, to college. Yeah, I
1: mean, you're LA. And
4: LA itself being a big sprawling metroplex, they're having to drive hours just to get to the college campus in order to go to school and go to class and go to practice right. every day. It was a really nice, fascinating look at that system, and a coach who had been in the game for 20 Years, whereas previously most of the coaches were at these places for like five years or 10 years, developed a quick reputation, and then were out at the end of the TV series. It was a great series all the way around. The one part that sucks is it won't happen anymore. Then it's over. Well, good. So
1: you circled back on it and it was good. At least they sent it, you know, finished it off with a a new twist. That's almost even more sad. It's like, well, you could do more of this. There are more Mm -hmm. different environments to tell these stories in. So maybe we will bring it back later, but it sounds like an interesting take. So very cool all right let's move a little bit further (laughs) this one's funny because mo at the end of july you're looking forward to something that's on a network that has since gone away yeah (laughs) (laughs) so there was a series called don't look deeper on Quibi quibi that was coming out
3: yep and i did watch it before quibi went away okay now quibi i don't know if everyone's aware of what quibi is but basically their whole thing was like shows that you got in like little bite like 15 minute bites
1: short form content short yep.
3: form content but series so there'd be like eight or 12 episodes but each one right. was a very short each one told a story and this particular one is about a girl in high school and this is like one of those like slightly in the future kind of shows where we do have like robots to help us do tasks and stuff like that okay she's just like a normal teenage girl normal teenage problems and then she kind of finds out that she may be an Robot? Ooh. And it turns out that and as the story progresses, you find out that yeah, she is. And every time she kind of figures it out, they kind of reset her so she doesn't remember. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's memento for robots. You lose your memory. Okay. Yeah. And
3: yeah. they send her out again. But the thing is that, you know, she's starting to realize that like the effect of that kind of rewriting is like lessening and lessening. And then it's like one of these usual AI shows, you know, what is Consciousness, What is this? And that's really what it was kind of okay. like getting into. What's reality? Because she's like, what is real to her? Because she has this whole childhood that was artificial, that was just basically made. Okay. And it was a great show, I thought. And then Quibi went away. So not
1: sure what's happening to it after that. <laughs> Before we get out of talking about this one, I, I wanted to ask you something, not the show itself. How was the Quibi experience, the short form content and stuff? I mean, did you enjoy it watching stuff like that? Or did it matter? Or It was weird. It felt like watching TV with a lot of commercial breaks.
3: <laughs> you watch 15 minutes and there's a commercial break. But that's a whole episode in this case. Okay. Okay. which in this case was a whole episode got it so I got a little tired of seeing the credits I thought it was an interesting idea I don't think it's enough to build a whole network
1: on personally yeah. apparently you're right because it's gone So yeah although the website's still around alright so let's move on a little further into August now so Mo you were looking forward to The Boys Season 2 hitting Amazon I can't believe we didn't talk about this again yeah shit but- they did a bad job of watching
3: stuff so, <laughs> or following up <laughs> on stuff um, George I gotta do your thing next year <laughs> so The Boys Season 2 yeah I watched it I loved it I thought it was great I thought it was as good as the first season. I know, George. Did you get a chance to catch it?
4: I still haven't watched it yet. No, um, other things have cropped up in the way, but it is one that I plan on watching. I think what I'm going to do is go back and watch season one with the family, get them into it, and then watch season two. Ah, smart. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing about rewatching season one. I've not yet touched the boy season
1: two either, although I hear great things about it. Yeah, it's it's really good. You know, I, I see articles and people are talking about it. This was great, or this twist, and I ignored that. You know, don't want spoilers. But yeah, it's the first season was so good, and I was so into it, I can't believe I didn't just jump on it like you did, Mo, but still have it to look forward to, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Come watch. yep, Same episode. I was looking forward to Bill and Ted Face the Music, which had been pushed and pushed and pushed. And finally, it came out on some streaming service. I forget where it yeah. came out, but Amazon Prime, I think. Was it? Yeah, it was Amazon Prime, I think. Yeah. I think OK. So. Yeah. It was a good third movie, I think. I didn't love it as much as I like the nostalgia of the Bill and Ted franchise There was lots of good stuff in it, but there was story twists that I didn't care for. I won't spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it, but you know that it puts a lot of emphasis on their daughters, their children, uh, which was fine. They brought in this musician that I didn't know, apparently, that was supposed to have a big impact on the show just because he was a super fan. I felt a little was pandering. But I will tell you, I teared up just a little bit at the moment where you get to see Rufus Mm. Yeah. Oh, George, Carlin. George Carlin, the late, great George Carlin. And it was just a little bit, it was just a snippet of him. It was essentially like in the future, there was a museum of the history of wild stallions. The original phone booth was sitting there and there was a hologram <laughs> of Rufus. And that was great. It was touching to kind of, you know, he was there. He was a big impact. Uh, I don't know. Did you guys see face the music? Are you big fans of Bill and Ted? What'd you think about it?
4: I did see it. I am a big fan of the original Bill and Ted. The second film eh, it was okay. And the third it was so, one so, yeah. was a little bit more of the same. It was okay. Yeah. Look, Hey, it's 40 years later almost when they're, bringing these characters back. It was going to be a tough road to hoe anyway. Mm-hmm. I thought I with what tools they had available to them in this day and age, I thought they did a serviceable job of the story. I don't think it was executed terribly well, and I think that it felt very rushed to me as I was watching it.
1: I, I agree with every single point. Don't hate it, don't love it, like it. Yeah. What about you, Mo? I actually haven't seen it yet.
4: No?
3: Okay, you still have it? So I keep hearing like comments like you guys can make here, it's like, it was okay, it was good. And I'm like, ah, I really like the first one, the second one I could have missed it. You know, I was like, eh, right. I almost don't want to like, yeah, Matt, thank you. Yeah, I'll do it um, <laughs> Exactly. I want to see it, but I don't want to see it. I don't know. It, one day I will. Maybe I'll get the flu or something and watch it.
1: <laughs> it's better than the second one, but you need the history of the second one to right. know all the nuance okay. of what happens. In the oh, third of course. One. Yeah. Because they weave together so tightly. Yeah. You don't want to skip the middle one because it's definitely continuation.
4: Yeah. Bill Sadler may have been the best part of this film. It was wonderful.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I will say, Mo, don't not see it. I would say it's fair. Both myself and George, our criticisms of it are how it doesn't quite stand up to what we wanted out of a third part of this series. But on its
4: own, it's still a fine film. It's not okay. not bad oh, yeah. in that right. Would you agree with that, George? Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it felt like something that Keanu Reeves threw together really fast in between John Wick episodes.
1: <laughs> sure. Just to have a little fun. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely still good. I need something light. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's move on into September. Uh, I was looking forward to season 11 of Archer mm. on FX or FXX or wherever it is now. I think like the Twilight Zone, I've watched a few of them, but I didn't watch it religiously. There's still more of it to see. It's a great series. Did you guys watch Archer?
4: Yeah. No, yeah. not season 11, at least. I mean, I watched the series, but- the- but you watched some the of Stussy's. it, yeah, not, not yeah. that one. Now, what they did do is they
1: uh, they got out of the, they were doing weird things with the seasons where everybody was playing weird different characters and they were in different scenarios and times. Like he was in a coma. And this one kind of resets it back to normalcy, which I enjoyed. Uh, but I still, I mean, f- for all that effort and all the great things I say about it, I didn't continue watching. I still have more of that to see. That's like another one I'm going to put on the, oh yeah, let me go back and watch it because I just <laughs> didn't follow through. More stuff kept yeah, popping I up. Yeah,
3: I actually, I did watch the season 11. Did you?
1: Okay. And the thing – this series kind
3: of confused me because like the whole – when they were doing like alternate space things and yes. all that stuff, was because uh, he was yep. in a coma. Right. right. On the, and so that was basically his coma fever dreams or whatever, those, that's what those were. So he basically – season 11, he wakes up from his coma and he's going back to work. Yeah.
1: Which is such a cop out that obviously none of that happened. That's dumb. Right. I hate that. Yeah. It was all a dream. I
3: really liked it because I thought it was funny how like him being gone, everyone was doing better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. He's such a, he's a
1: horrible influence.
3: He's terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was enjoyable.
1: And apparently they already renewed it for two more seasons. So yeah. And I'd heard rumor this was supposed to be the last one. And then they didn't, they renewed it beyond that, despite the fact of the pandemic. So yeah, good. Well, animation is one of those things that doesn't require everybody to be in the same room all the time. So I think yeah, it makes more sense for effects. It's all voice acting anyway.
3: So there you go. Sure.
1: Mo, same episode. You were looking forward to an odd one. Jurassic yeah. World Camp Cretaceous, an animated, continuous. Continuation of show. the Jurassic Park series. Yeah. It was it was cute. Yeah, I did was watch it? it. It was cute. It was it was entertaining.
3: I mean, I think it was they tried to appeal to both adults and kids with it, although it was mostly geared toward kids. But I enjoyed it. You know, a bunch of kids going to camp just before Jurassic World and then who would think that things would go to hell, right? You know, with dinosaurs? Yeah, that'll and stuff. never happen. That'll right. never happen. And basically the season ends and the kids are trapped on the island. And so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they, and they approved it for another season. So I guess we find out what happens to them. So
1: <laughs> so how was the animation quality and story it was and good. stuff? It was, was it, it was all like, like,
3: like that kind of computer animation, animation, like not really Pixar level, but I don't know how to describe it. It was like computer, but it looked like regular animation. It was an interesting show. Like I managed to watch them all the short, the half hours so easy to, you know, easy to watch Chuma, kind of stuff.
1: Gotcha. Okay, um,
3: Not heavy, you know, so it was good when I have one when I was doing something else. So,
1: If you're a Jurassic Park fan, is it worth it? Does it expand the mythology or is it just kind of a side street? It's a side street. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's definitely a side street. For the next Jurassic World or anything. Okay one more in this quarter and we'll get to the end of the year Uh, on the September 24th episode I said I was looking forward to season four of Fargo yeah this is really weird I love (laughs) Fargo the film the first three seasons I loved season four looks promising I have tried to get into season four three separate times and I can't get through the first episode the pacing is weird the storytelling is weird and I, I want to go back I haven't given up I haven't deleted it I'm gonna watch it it just isn't grabbing me and I don't know why have either of you watched in george i don't think you're a fargo fan so i don't know if you watched any of it yeah no
4: nah, it's not I've got all. other things to watch and this would take up too much time to go back and not for you okay bring myself into the universe yeah. yeah
1: yeah fair enough okay and mo how about you you are a huge fargo fan like i am oh yeah
3: i'm a big fargo fan i got through two episodes really and yeah. i and i had to watch the second one again because what it is it weird? about
1: this season like it's, it's just weird
3: yeah <laughs> And I'm not sure what it's about, to be honest. That's the thing, yeah. too. Like, I'm not sure what, like, I, I don't know who to focus on. I think it's part of it. Like, I don't know who are the main people. Exactly. Because there's so many right. people. So
1: my little quick analysis, I think, I'm trying to figure out why I can't get into it, is Fargo stories typically tell about huge stories happening to a simple single person that otherwise doesn't right. get into these scrapes. Like maybe a couple people tops. Yes. Yeah. They're just average Joe Schmoes that either are embroiled in a murder or embroiled in some embezzlement, mm-hmm. embroiled in something. And this season has been about the huge story of everything going down in this town over the course of decades. Decades, And they, yeah. they go through time and, and introduce you to 50 characters and a, I just can't – there's not a person I care about to get into yeah. to follow. Uh, I don't know what they did with it, but I maybe it's better. Historically, they did a good job. I want to go back to Fargo season yeah, yeah, four. Yeah, and,
3: and maybe if I if I could get through the first couple of shows and maybe I'll start focusing a little bit more and I'll like it more. But right now, it just doesn't seem focused and I'm not sure yeah. what I'm supposed to care about. Sure.
1: Well, maybe I'll get around back to it. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I I'll watch Twilight either. Zone and Rick and Morty before I come back to Fargo. I've tried <laughs> yeah. so many times. <laughs> All right. One more segment ahead. We like the fourth quarter of 2020. We're going to review. Stick with us. We'll be back right after this break.
2: The day may come when all refrigerators will make your
5: food this easy to find. When all cooktops and ovens will let you clean up as easily as these. Someday, all dishwashers may run quietly enough to let you talk on the phone. The day may even come when every washer will handle all your fabrics with expert care. But isn't it nice to know that Whirlpool gives you
2: all this today? Whirlpool.
1: We've made it to the fourth quarter. We're in October of 2020. It's going to sound much more familiar to us now. This is not all the way back to 12 months ago anymore. Uh, The first one I was looking forward to in the first episode of October was a series called Next on Fox. Mm -hmm. It was about that artificial intelligence digital assistant, kind of like Alexa or Google Assistant, that had taken on a life of its own. I watched the first two episodes before I found out that it got canceled and (laughs) then I I gave up on it. It was okay. It was fine. It had a lot of good actors in it. It was put yeah. together well. But as soon as I knew, I'm like, I don't want to get caught up in this and get you know love it because I found out they'd canceled it before the third episode hit the airwaves. Did anybody else look at any of this? You think anything nah. of it? Yeah, I watched the first three or four episodes. Did you? And, yeah. it was, and I thought
3: it was an interesting show. Quite honestly, yeah. You know, I think it talks a lot about how people are dependent on technology and if suddenly it goes bad, how do you get away from it? And now that I know it's canceled, I have not watched the last four episodes that are out. So, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like. <sighs> Do I want to get less in
1: these people. That's how I felt. Yeah. Same way. Same episode, Mo. We were talking about really looking forward to the new season of Star Trek Discovery. Now, no, George has been catching up. You were watching episodes with your son, and I know you're just about caught up with real time, but we didn't talk at all about Discovery. So, Mo, what about season three of Star Trek Discovery? Yeah. I'm enjoying it so far.
3: It's, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't want to give away until George, you're still catching up, but I think it kind of reminds me of a lot of the original, you know, TOS Star Trek because it's like some, it's kind of episodic. And And there are some characters that they are introducing that I'm actually liking quite a bit. And I always I think a, a show is good was when they introduce a character and at first you kind of like eh, about the person or you don't like them. and then you're like actually the sportest person I thought and
1: you come around you know, yeah and
3: I start liking that person like the new ad oh he's great yeah a couple episodes I, I'm not crazy about the whole Giorgio thing I thought was a little weird but I'm still gonna watch it I'm still gonna be a loyal fan I really enjoyed the series
1: yeah the uh, so the, the the big conceit in season three that's no longer spoiled territory is that they were thrown a thousand years into the future so they're beyond anything we've seen in Star Trek and so the nice thing is that they can do things now now that they're not reliant upon. Oh, be careful because we can't do something we didn't know about later or whatever. So they're beyond all the story we had. And that's kind of freeing, especially the first like three episodes of this season were pretty remarkable the way they kind of got you into the new world. And there again, there have been some, not every one of them has been rock star, but I think this season overall has been super solid. George, you're catching up with your son. Where are you? Are you into season three now? Have you gotten that far?
4: well so I'm not going to talk about it because I've got to talk about it in two more segments where I apparently forgot to go back and talk about this after november 5th so <laughs> i'm waiting until episode oh, that's right that's right
1: we talked about discovery you were looking forward to more discovery later so we're gonna
3: put a pin in there <laughs> yeah so that's i ain't right. saying okay. nothing now good point
4: you're not getting yep. any extra out of me mister
3: <laughs> I know he's double dipping now look at this okay
4: all right yeah let's put
1: a pin in that for george we'll come to you in a second let's go ahead to october 22nd everything we talked about here we did not talk about again so i'll start uh, I was looking forward to Borat 2, which actually is called Borat Subsequent Movie Film Delivery of Prodigious, blah, 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 this long, crazy title. <laughs> anyway, I I said before I liked the first Borat film because of how uncomfortable it makes me. Mm-hmm. It's cinema that is like outside of your comfort zone, and it really, really is. And he amped it up so hard in this one, I didn't even finish it. I felt so just, <laughs> I felt dirty. That un- I'm like, felt ah! That uncomfortable. Well, then you missed some of the best stuff if you didn't finish it. I know it. I did. I know some of the stuff that, that hit on political stuff with Giuliani I didn't see yeah, any fuck of that
4: Rudy Giuliani I Holy can't hell. finish it I can't get how through it how is that man not in jail after this movie came out I, I know I know <laughs> good lord I think
1: the problem is like I know so many of the people in the film don't know what's happening and I don't like I don't mind you you know lambasting a politician or somebody that has it coming but all these people that are innocents that are thrown into these terribly awkward situations I feel so bad and I just I don't I, feel I, bad
4: for him. most of those innocents were assholes and that's <laughs> <laughs> what he points out in his films that's what i like about
1: him but a lot of them aren't it's all the, it's all the collateral damage all the other people at the you know the at white supremacist rally. Crazy those stuff. people weren't assholes no, come on that's fine that's fine i'm talking about like the debutante ball where they do a dance that's absolutely obscene and that everybody was, feels that was terrible. cringy yeah. that kind of stuff yeah yeah it's 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 really awkward but for there me, was so, a lot like, of
4: white supremacists kind of under the lying motif going on there like there was one guy who said something about the women are best off in these situations and i oh, was like really really, really? i yeah. Didn't catch that. yeah uh, overall
1: though very uncomfortable I couldn't finish it <laughs> maybe i will later i don't know <laughs> George, same episode. You were looking forward to the Marbula One League coming back. Yes. Have you been watching it? Is it still <laughs> yeah. back? As Every always?
4: single week. They've even done yep. a couple of specials around the Christmas holiday and whatnot. Yeah, they do. Now this season it's a qualifying round and then the actual race right after the qualifying round. When they do the qualifying round, the bottom four marbles never even get to run, which is really kind of hurtful for those teams. They don't get any chance <laughs> for points. And I know I'm talking no, about the it, most like, marble people, but <laughs> damn it. They make you feel
3: like they are. We're going to interview the Marble and see how he feels. And I am
4: absolutely (laughs) an Rangers fan from now until the end of time. That's my team. (laughs) I don't care. And they're doing terrible in this Marbula One season, but it's still a lot of fun. It's captivating how they've
1: taken this silly little toy... And it, the way they produce it makes it so fun, like a real sport. It's, it's mm-hmm. yeah. I, despite myself, I'm enjoying it when I watch it. I love it. the yeah. fact, yeah. like,
4: there's been a couple of times where marbles have jumped the track this season through different uh-huh. turns and twists, and they're like, "Oh my god, we got to enact a concussion <laughs> protocol on this marble," and, <laughs> and, and they have little ambulance guy marbles that oh, go into the pits and stuff, and I'm like, "Oh, that's just oh, funny." And it's not even
1: animated; like, it's just they have little little scenes. Set up like things are happening, right? But you, you, your mind puts it together. Yeah, it's it's so clever. It's, it makes me so angry. I didn't think of it. Like it's so neat. <laughs> oh Good. Well, glad that's still holding up. Mo, there's something you were looking forward to that's over now. The second yeah. season of the Mandalorian.
3: Yeah, I watched all those seasons and say, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a great season I thought it was a great season
1: they packed a lot of the things oh, like the God. first season was establishing itself and the second season like you know what it's time to unlock some fan service they did a lot more of that it seems like in this season didn't they Oof. I love how they're like bringing in like the characters from the
3: animated series mm-hmm. in. right right they did a great job of that I thought the after credit scene for the last episode did you watch uh-huh. that George yeah I watched every oh, okay. every
4: inch of every part of this season okay <laughs> there's good. nothing I've missed
3: <laughs> okay so good but there's a, a scene where see like Boba Fett because no big surprise Boba Fett's in it mm-hmm. and he's back on the planet he's sitting on like that throne with the woman like holding the gun next to her yeah
4: he's taking over the Hut Empire
3: yeah that picture of him sitting there with the girl drinking that blue stuff with the gun I'm mm-hmm. like I want that poster yeah that picture <laughs> that shot I was like look at that shot I'm like that is a poster I want
4: well the great thing to know is that you're gonna get to see that because yeah. that thing that they flash at the end the book of uh, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett that's the new series that John Favreau is creating while yep. he's working on season three of the mandalorian i saw an interview with him talking yep. about it and every bit of that interview just made me go "God damn, john favreau is my favorite creator right now let
3: me tell you he does such a job of appealing to hardcore fans and making something new mm-hmm. at the same time yeah like yeah he blends those so i mean he did it like with marvel like the iron mm-hmm. first iron
4: man and all that stuff if you have a series right now that is steeped in history and nostalgia and you want to reinvent it. I don't know how you're not throwing money at this individual. Yeah. Because this is the man to do everything. If it's something that he liked growing up as a child, Mm -hmm. which he appears to just be one of us. Like he seems as though he loved these same things that we did. He should totally listen to our show. (laughs) I don't know how you're just not, Mr. Favreau, how much money do you want? I'm just throwing the bank vault at you yep. at this point. Just keep but doing I mean, it. Keep doing I what you do. I could see him really revitalizing Star Trek, which I'm going to tell you, they have not done a great job with that. I know the show head guy, whatever, has already been fired from it, and they're having trouble getting traction with the pay-per-view service thing. They even mm-hmm. renamed it yep. already. How do you not hire John Favreau to do that kind of thing?
3: I I think that's the problem I think CBS has is like Favreau he is pretty much over the Star Wars franchise like he's the one that kind of makes sure that there's good ideas that the stories
4: fit he's the Kevin Feige of Kevin Feige's in Star Wars but he also does that for Kevin Feige in Marvel Mm -hmm. it's crazy yeah
3: and I said they just totally need to like for Star Trek they need somebody like him over like you said I think that's totally right like somebody who's just like
1: a big fan really understands it and just takes control, control but not blinded by his fandom he's like he understands the industry and storytelling too. Right, right, exactly. He's doing
4: such a good job of it that two professional basketball announcers were talking about that show yesterday during a game and saying how wonderful it was and the other one saying, well, I'm a Star Trek fan and the other guy going, then you're an idiot. That's, (laughs) That's how good of a job this man is doing.
1: Star Wars people would say that anyway about Star Trek people. So that's, but yeah, the fact that people are talking about it, commentating on a game. Yeah, it's so permeated even more so somehow Wow than Star Wars already has into our culture. Yeah. So I'm bummed that
3: season three going to take so long, but mm. I'm happy that at least there's something filler in there that we could kind of Good watch. stuff
1: coming, though. All right. So we put a pin in this one, George. And great segue. You were just talking about Star Trek versus Star Wars. So yeah, on sure. the November 5th show, you said how you were looking forward to finishing season two of Discovery with your son so you could then get into three. So mm-hmm. how's that been going?
4: Has that been going well? Did you find time together? We are together? completely caught up at this point. Yes. Wow. wow. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. We're completely caught up and- Um, I understand there's some episodes that Mo likes doesn't like I'm going to disagree there were some episodes in the whole Empress storyline that I was totally blown away by especially the reveal that happened in the second one of those time traveling space traveling episodes yep yep yep, yep yep yep. I was a hundred percent convinced and my son can back me up on this, that Carl was a Q. Right. I was a hundred percent convinced that that's, that's who he, he was. was too. actually. Yeah.
3: And yep. then yep.
4: to turn out that he's yeah. the rock <laughs> on the city of the edge of forever. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God, that's such an awesome. I had the same reaction to that reveal that I did to Luke in Mandalorian. Uh, Cause when Luke's mm. coming in Mandalorian, yeah. I'm like that's a black glove on a right hand. Yeah, I saw Holy that. Shit, <laughs> that's Luke Skywalker. He's got a green saber. I know who that yeah, is. I know. Right. <laughs> and I was doing the same thing. Thing when he revealed that he was the guardian of time of forever I'm like,
1: yeah guardian of forever right oh exactly. man that was, it was neat.
4: such a good series i i love what they're doing with season three so far my son and i are watching it every week again which is awesome because we didn't do that with season two that's why we fell behind but man i think they're knocking it out of the park with each episode this year and they're a little bit of a throwback to tos but i still think they're serialized I think every episode is building upon the storyline. And when I said I didn't like it, they just seemed like they were just like an
3: off. I don't know. Just so I, mean, I like the episodes as they stood, but they almost seemed like it of took me away from the main story. And that's the only reason why I thought they were a little like distracting in a way.
1: Sure, they did that. I think they're straddling the fence here that they didn't do in previous two seasons. So the first two seasons were very serialized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you tuned in on episode four and didn't see one, two, three, you're lost. Yeah, you have no yeah. idea what's going and on. And season three, not, not counting the first couple of episodes where they're really establishing, it's almost like a pilot for this new season. Yes, every one is serialized, but they do tell little self-contained stories within them. So you can jump in and enjoy that episode on a its own, which is, I think, something that Previous discovery was lacking. You couldn't just go, hey, remember that episode? Like, name an episode in season two. You can't because there's all one blur. It's one big story. <laughs> True. Sure. Whereas now you can go season three, oh, the one where they met these people on the space station, or oh, the one where they right. met the Federation for the first time. Mm-hmm. They're individual stories that are in the serialized, which I like. Yeah. yeah. So, does it me or is the main actress in this? Does
3: she whisper a lot?
4: Well, she definitely is in this season because in this <laughs> season, this is the first time I feel like she's going true full human emotional first two seasons it was all about her moving out of the vulcan i'm not emotional i don't mind if you die type of motif Mm -hmm. into now she's this want to be I'm in love with the big handsome guy who has his own ship type of girl um, who's also trying to solve a mystery basically Han
1: Solo in Star Trek isn't this guy (laughs) her love
4: interest (laughs) has his own fancy ship
1: he's a renegade he's on his own he's basically Han Solo has his own
4: rules (laughs) and by the way that's her acting style that's exactly the way she was in Walking Dead (laughs) yeah she was yeah Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah Yeah, well the character I mean she was stranded for a year in out of time so Mm -hmm. it's not surprising that she's changed and grown so that's good but yeah she's let left those Vulcan heritage quite a bit behind even though we get we get to see Spock in season three like what
2: oh, yeah that
1: was surprising that was awesome because they did, <laughs> did a part three of a two-parter from mm-hmm. next generation which by the way kind of a weak episode but it was cool seeing Spock you got it say.
4: was yeah yeah <laughs> we could ramble
1: for more on discovery but let's keep moving forward I'm yeah I'm so glad that you and your son found time to catch up and you're enjoying it together that's great that's awesome Mo you were looking forward to sitting down and interviewing someone I think that's yeah. happened tell us how it went and how Oh, it went meeting great. Meeting the guy was.
3: It's Alfred Leonardi. He's the guy who created Ace of Aces, which I did a video on uh, the game I really love playing in the 80s. as a World War I aircraft mm-hmm. book game, picture book game. I got a chance to actually talk to him through Zoom, naturally. Yeah. Um, and so that interview should be coming out soon, hopefully. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. it was great talking to him. It was just fun just because it's not often you get to meet somebody and just sort of like ask them, why did you do this? Or what made you do this? Or what, you know, that kind of questions that you have when you read, like, you know, I'm sure mm-hmm. if we read a comic book George or something like that, you know, if you had an opportunity mm-hmm. to talk to somebody. Of these people you probably have a million questions you know and it was just nice to do it and plus he was a great guy it was great to talk to funny great stories so i'm really looking forward to that interview coming out and seeing what people think So a good experience yeah absolutely cool
1: all right almost done we're into november late november now another three banger here when none of us had a chance to follow up now granted this was, it's november, november. Which was not been all that long ago but we're following up here it's a couple months <laughs> first up i was looking forward to the release of ernest klein's follow-up to ready player one ready player two the most mm-hmm. obviously named sequel ever <laughs> uh, that came out on November 24th, and I read the first three chapters. It did not hit me the way Ready Player One did. Yeah. Mo, you finished it and actually posted yeah. a little review, right? Yeah. I did
3: my little one minute review of it.
1: Yeah. It was disappointing.
3: It felt forced. Like he was I, trying. I thought, that's the exact to do that.
1: word I was about to use. Everything felt forced. Like they shoehorned it. Like, well, we got to do more of this. We got to do more of that. We got to do more of that. It didn't have the same organic. Right. I, I don't know what it is. It just nostalgia happened. It it just felt like they bolted nostalgia onto a sequel and it felt bad. It kind of went like just a layer deep in the first book. If you didn't know anything about it, you're
3: like, oh, that's cool. But if you knew something about it, you're like, oh, it's cool that they mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Because I know that little fact from back because I'm a big fan. This one, they took a couple things and just dug so deep into nuance and trivia that I'm like, I don't care.
1: <laughs> they over too much. So here's a great example yeah. from the prologue even. So Parzival has to open a thing and the code to open the thing is eight six seven five three oh nine. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Just leave that's that. great. Just okay. Stop it. That's a throwaway. But instead he goes, Yeah, it was great based on that Tommy Two Tone song, Jenny, don't forget my number. Like he has to talk about it. I'm right. like, shut up. You're forcing it too much. It just felt so artificial. Yeah, if you would have just left it just at the number. They've been perfect. Yeah, and you go ooh, that's a nice little add-on. You just something to recognize. But if you hit me over the head with the nostalgia, you're damaging it. You're not utilizing it. And it yeah. So
4: I, I haven't read it yet, but okay, it was given to me as part of my Amazon wish list for Christmas. Uh-huh. Okay, so good. I was already disappointed. I'm like, well, shit. Maybe I should have taken that off the list and gotten something else <laughs> instead. But that you guys, you know, because of how you guys were talking about it. But I wonder in hearing about your criticisms in a little bit more detail. I wonder if Maybe his writing is a response to the criticisms not of the first book, but of the film, because in the film, people criticize that movie so much for not going into the details that the book did and changing things that the book had different. Mm-hmm. And I right. wonder if him writing this second book maybe in his mind he was trying to fix those criticisms because they're gonna turn this into a movie the first movie was too damn popular oh, i don't know for this not to get turned into I a movie know. at some point it's money they don't care if you like it or not. Yeah. It's it's about money. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna go watch it. I mean, yeah. people are at least a lot of a Man, large group yeah. of people who never I mean, even I would read see the book. Even though, yeah,
1: I was disappointed, I yeah, would
4: you're see right. It. You're, you're right. right. There are people who are gonna see it no matter what, right? Yeah. So I wonder if that maybe is what influenced his writing of the second book. If they do, though, it's gonna be a not a good movie. How much can you focus on John
3: Hughes in a single retrospective on this thing, right? You know, you think like, okay, a couple of references would be awesome, right? instead is chapters of it mm. and digging deeper mm. and deeper, mm. and, deeper mm. and deeper into like stuff that like honestly stuff oh. I didn't know and didn't care I didn't know well I still want to read it so I'm trying yeah. to
4: ignore yeah. the criticisms at this point no I mean I said, and I, and I hope you enjoy it
1: and have a different take than me and in fairness I still want to finish it but it's hard to be motivated knowing that it doesn't get better you know or, or it's, it's the same kind of problem that I saw in the beginning yeah. so
3: yeah I'll be curious to hear what you think
1: alright right, so let's keep up with this same episode in this same one Mo you were looking forward to a new series called Marvel yeah. 616
3: So I I was looking at this list yesterday, realized I had not watched a single one. So I went out and I I watched two of them right away. And actually I'm gonna go back and watch the rest. So they're good. All right. The first one is about Japanese Spider-Man. Do you know about the George? Mm -hmm. You might know about this. Yeah. John, do you know about this? No. Nothing. There was a TV series in the 70s.
4: Oh, it was awful.
3: In Japan called yep. Spider-Man or Spider-Man which had almost zero to do with the comic book except for the fact that he looked like Spider-Man mm-hmm. and that's about it. That, and he oh, has some spider powers. No, I've, I've
1: seen footage. I had no idea that came from a series though but I've seen footage from oh, it. Okay. And apparently yeah. it was almost like a revolutionary series the
3: way the, the show kind of does it because it was just hilarious to watch it because you watch this thing and it's just so bad but it did really well in Japan. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way. He wasn't bitten by a radioactive spider instead he gets a transfusion from an alien who's from a planet called Spider. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, okay. And, well, whatever works. <laughs> and, and it was just weird. It was a great episode, though. They did the whole episode, which I was like, really? And, but it was interesting because they had the actors who were in it, the writers, they talk about Stan Lee, his oh, dang, thoughts about okay. it. And then the other one, they had the episode on little known Marvel characters, which were hilarious. Plenty of those, out Some there. of the characters yeah. they came up with. You're like typeset man. Yeah. Typeset man. Typeset man? Yeah. He was a real villain.
1: <laughs> like he runs a printing press. <laughs>
3: he is type <laughs> on his face and his weapons were like shaped like letters and he threw them mm. at people <laughs> He had no real superpowers, apparently. But they have a whole show, like, a, it was a comedic, but the guy's going through, like, all these, like, he's trying to find, like, the next big franchise is the premise. So he's trying to find these lesser-known characters that people don't know about. So he starts digging into them and finding them and talking to people who created them and what they were thinking. And it was really funny. So with that, those two episodes, I'm going to watch the rest of them.
1: So the series well put together. You continue yeah. watching it. Would it be interesting to somebody like me who's only a casual comic book fan? Oh, is I it, think so. put together I, well enough?
3: I think the two I saw, I think, would appeal to anybody. Hmm. So- Okay. So I'm assuming the rest are two, but I, I don't
1: know. I've only seen two out of the six or seven they have. Fair enough. Okay. And you haven't caught any of these yet, George, right? It's new to you?
4: No, I haven't yet. I do plan on watching them, but from what Moe's describing, it sounds like it's something that's right up my alley. Oh, yeah. It sounds like it to be. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think you'll really cool. dig it.
1: Well, speaking of up your alley in that same episode, George, you were <laughs> looking forward to the new premiere of Battle Bots. Yes, sir. Did you
4: catch that? The giant nut is back. Yes, it is. Oh, is it?
1: Okay. <laughs> yes.
4: <laughs> they have done a full COVID bubble situation with this, much like the uh, MSL Soccer League did or the NBA Finals from this past year. They have taken all the teams and they have put them in the same warehouse for the duration of the competition so none of Mm -hmm. them come or go I mean other than to the hotel obviously to sleep but they don't socialize with their families they don't go back and forth they are strictly there and there are no fans but all the other teams get to stand around in the arena and watch the battles as they happen so they become the fans and because of the way that BattleBots engineers are they are ardent fans of <laughs> each other so they are just as much screaming as any fan base would oh, absolutely. be oh, cool. and oftentimes during battle bots i always felt like the fan population was forced because they have signs up in the stands oftentimes for the different battles and you're like okay some like yeah. production assistant created that, that damn sign and handed it to somebody <laughs> so nobody no, created up. that sign right. on their own and brought it in right but who
1: went home and painted a sign that said chew them up battle bot right stupid <laughs> yeah.
4: stuff right yeah yeah Uh, So it's really different and unique. They have a a third commentator this year who instead of Being with the teams, he's like a robot analyst guy who used to be a builder himself, which is a different perspective when they're going into the battles. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, what do you think is going to happen here? So he's kind of like a knowledgeable color commentator, even though the two main commentators are really knowledgeable themselves. They've got the lady down in the pits talking with the team still, which is really good. And let me tell you, the competition this year is off the charts. Normally... Mm. the weight limit for any battle bot is what does anybody know no idea 50 pounds 250 pounds Damn, that went close right? oh well 250 pounds <laughs> if your robot is 240 you can build a 10 pound second robot and they can both fight in the arena at the same time so 250 is across <laughs> whatever you put into the box okay however there is like this weird little offshoot rule that if you build a true Walking robot, no tires on it at all. Uh-huh. You can double your weight limit to five hundred pounds, and somebody did that this year.
3: Oh, really? I haven't gotten to the episode yet. <laughs>
4: that is a complete walking robot, and he has a turret on the top of his head that spins around like a tank that has this giant pneumatic hammer that comes down and slams into his opponent.
1: <laughs>
3: I love nice. Battlebots.
4: This I is want to ridiculous. on this, this show. <laughs> oh, I love this thing.
3: After you mentioned it, I was like, okay, let me grab the new season. And I've watched the first two. Mm-hmm. Number one, it's the perfect show when you're like folding laundry because right. there's some time you're like, okay, they're talking with the teams. I don't care. You know, I want to see the robots sure. fight. Then robots fight, you focus on that, watch them get destroyed. And let me tell you, it's brutal. Oh it my is brutal. God it's right? brutal. I mean, I, like, oh my God, there's like pieces
4: flying. I love it. It's great. There I'm, is I'm- a major upset in that first episode, too. Oh, that's right. There was. Yeah, that's the main right. event. Wow. Yeah, there's a, ma- I'm not going to spoil it for Robot <laughs> (laughs) out there but there is a major upset that you never see coming because the robot that gets beat is almost unbeatable like you expect him to win the giant nut every single year and he gets destroyed yeah Mm. in episode one in the main event. Your
1: enthusiasm has made me want to see this. I didn't want it. I didn't care, but <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> I mean, there was that much going on, quite honestly. Yeah. So I just remember seeing, I watched some back in the 90s, I think, but never right. since then. I, like,
4: There's even one guy in the season who his teammate brings his robot back after he's already died this past year. Oh, wow. So there's some heart-wrenching moments as well, if you're attached to the people who have created these robots.
3: Yeah, I want to see robots destroy each other, so I don't care about that part. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, well there's
1: something there for you no matter what you're interested yeah, in exactly. it sounds yeah, like ashamed, you got the, you yeah, the human story and you got the smashing robots story
3: it's like people go to hockey matches for the fights right you know same right, yeah.
1: <laughs> we are nearly to the end of the year so we're mm. gonna wrap this up we're here in December just a couple of things to button up first of all in December 3rd show Mo you were looking forward to the fifth season of the Expanse dropping yeah did you catch it oh hell yeah okay
3: and of course I'm upset because I thought they were dropping all the episodes turns out they're not mm-hmm. they only dropped the first and didn't? three Okay, and all the rest are weekly which is pissing me off because i'm waiting now for the rest of them <laughs> so no binge for you but i tell say i binged the first three the fourth episode came out watch that one already it's such a good show i know there's one more season after this and they're stopping so they already know that. Right. And I'm already like sad because I think this show could go on. But in the way, honestly, I'm kind of glad that they're weekly because
1: it gives me something to look forward to. Yeah, there's something to be said for that. Yeah, we, we've debated that before about the the pros and cons of binging. You know, you can focus on it, get it all done versus something. You know, water cooler talk. And I, yeah. I argued before that I think The Mandalorian did so well that first season. There was a whole South Park episode where they were obsessed with watching The Mandalorian. And that wouldn't have happened for something that was a, a one and done, a flash in the right. pan. Because it stretched out and everybody was talking about it all the time. You know, I think that's something to be said for it. So maybe they're they're savoring these last couple seasons. Maybe that's good for you. Yeah, it's a, I'll I'll take it. And the last one of the year is is, is <laughs> both true and kind of a joke on my behalf to make fun of me, but... I had said that I heard that we had a Thanksgiving update, the Atari VCS, that <laughs> console has started yeah. shipping. I
4: think you heard that in the Mirror Mirror universe. That's where I think you heard that. <laughs>
1: I have actually seen some people on YouTube have gotten the early release versions. They are going out there. I do not believe it. Yeah. I received a a tracking update. I have a tracking number. Mm. Oh, I'm not actually on its way. What what will have to happen for you to believe it? What will be the actual? I'll have to play it myself. Okay. I don't believe
4: it until it's in my hands, let (laughs) alone yours. Yeah, I think it could be some CG shenanigans going on there if you (laughs) show us the video. (laughs) I've seen the videos where the girlfriend fools the boyfriend into thinking that she got him the PlayStation 5 on the counter, and she puts a little picture there, and he comes running yep. home, and he's like, oh, where's the PlayStation 5? Oh, it was a joke. Ha, ha, ha. That's what's going to happen with this. I'm telling you. You think I would do that to you? Do you really think I know I do you, you would do, do it to everyone. What are you kidding <laughs> me?
3: After this many years, anything is possible.
1: I don't know what to think about this thing. I have a shipping number, but it's still held up in customs. It has. It's not like an estimated <laughs> delivery date. Just a tracking number is all I've got. So, to come in 2021, finally, I anticipate Eight. I'm still looking forward to it. I think well, it's on a way. People
4: are looking at your shipping experience with this and going, you know, goddamn, that Creality printer was okay as far as <laughs> that was not the so bad. <laughs> I know. I, I, what am I complaining about? Yeah, I'll laugh at my expense, but you won't have an Atari, yes, and I, I will. Mel, so well, we'll see. You know, I've got an Atari. <laughs> <laughs> no, you,
1: you
3: might have an Atari.
4: No, I have an Atari. No, no, I don't John. know no, about it. He, about he has oh, one. Yeah. just not the one I have, not the Visa. John <laughs> <laughs>
3: might have one.
1: When this cloud clears, I'll introduce you to a better aerosol. New Lady Speed Spray antiperspirant. Watch. The leading aerosol sprays all over.
2: New Lady Speed Spray has a patented formula that actually helps eliminate the aerosol cloud.
1: Superior protection, and it puts its protection where you need it most. New Lady Speed Spray, the no-cloud spray. By men. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. We have finally wrapped up 2020. We had said a few weeks ago we could not wait for it to be over. This was the last piece of business for 2020 as far as I'm concerned. We've tied up all the loose ends that we talked about in throughout our shows. George, you did a hell of a job. You had very few things you didn't follow yeah. up on. You were true to mm-hmm. your word. Well done. Yep. This is a very John and Moe heavy show. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you were there it. for Next year, man, color I got a comment. <laughs> New Year's resolution. Have zero looking back, looking forwards. Well, I, I think it works until something really good comes along and you really want to talk about it. And then you have to do that instead. And then you get stuck. Then it's a cascade effect. Then you from forget there. it. Yeah, then you forget about yeah. it because it's been two yep. shows
3: ago. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Yeah. Before we get out of this special edition, this looking back and looking forward, I want to take just a second, as we always do, to thank our amazing patrons support us financially every single month through patreon as they've done throughout the year 2020 and continued into 2021 we're so grateful i want to thank each and every one of you individually thank you so much Travis, Matt, Butterspider, John, but, H D, and Dan, Levi, Slow Mo, Sean, Stew, Monkey, Lee, Marcus, Adam, Greg Z, Agile, Mark, Thomas, Arlem, Jason, Chet, Shelby, David, Greg, L, Tony, Chad, Mike C, Dana, Benz Chewbacca, T2, Blasted, Erstashit, and Davis. We are grateful to each and every one of you if you would like to join this roster of amazing human beings in supporting what we do. Mo, tell the fourth listeners how they can get that done.
3: Oh, sure. All you gotta do is go to slash Patreon. It'll take you to the Patreon site, and we have six different levels you can join at or you can make up your own level I guess um, mm-hmm. yeah I guess so for <laughs> one or two bucks you know we appreciate that because it just shows that you like what we do where more than that you actually get some behind the scenes content for mm-hmm. as little as three dollars a month and then we have a, even a couple you know at the really high levels where you actually like a basically a GSG I guess you call them influencers at the 25 yeah bucks like it's a month. like a
1: little informal board of directors like people that yeah. actually we talk to and ask questions about how, what should we do going forward and planning absolutely yeah yeah, super and, fans and, get,
3: and bounce ideas off of them and yeah. they throw ideas back at us and they really I mean they have actually helped form a lot of our shows and what we do so plus it's just great talking to them Yeah, you know, whatever level you're comfortable at you know especially these times you know we appreciate every single dollar that anyone sends us so thank you but again go to jeniscrump.com slash patreon
4: I got a question yeah. yes sir what level do we start sending people atari vcs is at <laughs> <laughs> it give me pretty much any level because they'd never get it it doesn't matter <laughs> so-
3: <laughs> it's a mystery level so it just mysteriously
1: won't ever show up we'll send him Johns uh, I gotta get it first <laughs> <laughs> I think he's up there
3: with the you know with the hot sauce challenge you know it's- <laughs> <laughs> the 12 level 12
1: that's, that's a great way to close out 2020 with the hot sauce challenge I think it worked out well there you go if you know what we're talking about we'll put a link down below to the live stream where uh, well you'll you'll see you'll look and see if you're curious so (laughs) that's gonna wrap it up thank you so much for being here for this show and throughout 2020 fourth listener we appreciate you each and every show that you tune in we'll be back next week with a regular edition of our show until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you man i'm always fun fourth listener it's you though we appreciate most of all and we will talk to you next time bye-bye see you guys take care everybody X grown up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at Evergreen Podcasts.com.
2: Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be French fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up
4: Mo, you're uh vocal is actually like pegging or whatever john calls it where it is so yeah, loud. it's
1: flattening out on the top
3: it's yeah. really
4: hot
1: yeah oh maybe change
3: it in the uh we call it settings i was gonna
4: what? say inside the microphone settings in windows maybe yeah, since you've got a new thinking. computer yeah
1: yep, yep yep that's that's exactly what i didn't think to do
3: give me one sec here new computer rookie yeah
1: i know <laughs> We just had it dialed in. Took three years to get it dialed in for Mo. and then he bought a new computer. Damn it. No. <laughs> God damn it. Just, um, it's like the guy, you give him a week off, and you got to retrain him.
4: <laughs> most of my you know. people, I don't even have to give him the week off. It's just the weekend. It's just the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That just shows you should double check me. Okay. How can I, I? You don't put the card I, out until the day before.
1: Okay, now I deleted the wrong thing.
4: You got me flustered. You got me I flustered. I deleted the...
2: Don't, I, don't
4: cut any of this out. Just leave this all in the episode. Or make it, it's, if nothing else, it'll make it good. like. <laughs> it's a bloopers episode now. It's no longer looking forward.